When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day and welcome to the Mirrors I'm a Celebrity Daily Podcast. Coming up, the latest news, interviews and behind-the-scenes gossip. Here we go. G'day, good morning. Thanks for listening again. This is podcast number nine. Thanks for sticking with it. I hope you're still enjoying the show as much as I am. I think things are a really good series. Um, I'm trying to mix the podcast up as much as I can. Yesterday, as regulars will know, we had the psychologist on talking about sort of the chemistry in camp and how it's going. Today I'm going to go a little bit political. I've got comedian Matt Ford on later and he's going to be talking about Kezia Dugdale and what it's like to have um, a political figure in the camp and what it means to her career. But first of all, obviously, I'll start off as I always do with some news. And finally, sort of after just over a week in there, we have now got some rise. There is some signs of tension. It could all go off, I think, in the next sort of 24, 48 hours. As you know, the sleep deprivation and the lack of food really sort of starts to kick in. Started off at the start of the episode last night. It was Kezia. She was moaning to the others. First of all, she sort of took on Vanessa, saying, oh, this is going to sound really rude and cheeky, but those pans aren't clean. Then ordered a re-clean of the pans, which um, I think Vanessa was said wasn't rude, but probably was a bit taken aback by. Then she turned on to Amir and sort of took him to task over his attempts to boil the water, you know, saying, can you empty it? Can we boil some more before we go for the trial? Then she still wasn't happy and asked for the logs to be moved around. So, you know, Kezia potentially not winning any friends in that sort of segment. Still not sure she's doing what she, she hoped she wanted to do in there in terms of getting her message across. I'm not sure I've heard the Labour Party really get mentioned much at all yet on screen. Um, we'll discuss that a bit more, as I say, with Matt Ford later in, in the episode the second round, probably the biggest one, was during the Battle of the Sexes trial between Ian and Stanley. Two big figures in there. As we've said before, Ian going in there, making a big impression. I think that's probably what producers wanted. Stanley, sort of the old favourite, you know, he's been there from the start. I think he's got a lot of fans out there. And they're quite, quite I guess, contrasting uh, figures. Stanley's a former Tory MP. I think it would be fair to say that Ian's probably not of that persuasion politically um, and so they're coming from life and I guess from different angles and they they got into a row over basically counting they were supposed to be counting these rocks together Ian had a, a format had a theory of how to do it Stanley was trying to do it perhaps a slightly different way and it ended up with a bit of a shambles and the girls won that part of the challenge luckily it didn't matter too much in the end but it caused a lot of tension and then they went into that bush telegraph and uh, Stanley sort of said, you're an obstinate man, Ian, I'm saying you're not ready to recognise your system was wrong. And Ian then hit back, Stanley, you are the most obstinate person I've met. And it all sort of kicked off in there, um, which was pretty pretty interesting. You're, you're an obst- obstinate man, Ian, aren't you? You're not well, ready. No, you're not, hold on. No, I, no Stanley, listen, no, don't obstinate hold on. Man. No, I'm, I'm obstinate because you're, and you're not obstinate. You're not. I'm saying you're an obstinate man because you're not ready to recognise that your system is more. It wasn't valid. my system. My well, system. I counted my cake. I'm, I, but Stanley, you are the most obstinate man I've ever met. And yet, if anybody dares raise a criticism or disagree with you, 
then then they're obstinate. It's a differing point of view. It carried on for a little bit. You could see there was tension, um, a lot of uh, eyeballs from Ian to, directly to the cameras if he was sort of shocked or, or angry. And they did eventually make up further down the line the same day. But, you know, it's, you can still sense there's a bit of tension there. It's still bubbling under under the surface. And I think, you know, that one could go off. Someone may maybe have issues with Kezia. Also, at the end, you had Rebecca and Shappy at the end of the trial in their sort of differing ways of dealing with not winning. And that was interesting. You know, you feel Rebecca's getting quite frustrating. They're quite angry at times. So, I mean, there's there's definitely potential that she could sort of take someone to task as well. So, that's all... That's all very interesting. By contrast, at the end, you had the feast, the lamb shank, the salad, the fruit, and this great speech from Stanley. Particularly good because it sort of lightened the mood because because of his great sort of, uh, I don't know, lack of memory, whether he knew what he was doing and he, he thought it was funny. He thanked Desmond Wise instead of Dennis Wise, which the guys found very funny. And then uh, he described uh, Jamie Lomas as being a, a star of Home Oaks, uh, which I think is some new soap that perhaps Stanley's imagined. I look forward to seeing Home Oaks, perhaps on Channel Five in the future. Um, so yeah, that was a that was another another good scene, and uh, you know a, a bit a bit of lightness after all those rows earlier in the episode. The last bit of news today revolves around the families of the campmates. I said they're on their way yesterday, and uh, you know they've started campaigning earlier this year than ever, perhaps to try and win some votes for their family members. Uh, yesterday, Oliver Dorney, uh, he's the 21-year-old son of Rachel Johnson. He was alongside a friend of the podcast, Vicky Patterson, on this morning. This is what Oliver had to say about his granddad, Stanley. He didn't tell any of our family at all. It was about a week ago when actually they were all arriving in Australia where one of my, one of my friends sent me an article saying Stanley's just touched down in Australia. So I actually had no clue whatsoever. <laughs> and is this a totally out of character for him? I mean, was he, was he, did he watch the show? Well, it's not really out of character for him because he's, he loves a challenge. Um, yeah. I'm not sure I ever thought he was going to be on a reality TV show, but yeah. uh, he's climbed Mount Kilimanjaro twice in his 70s. He loves wow. doing tasks. He loves doing challenges. He'll eat any bug, as we saw in last night's episode. <laughs> yeah, he destroyed those witchy yeah. grubs. He was so, amazing last night, wasn't he? I know. He? I think he's doing. He's doing amazing. I think he's he's been star of the show so far. I'm not just saying that because I'm his grandson, but I yeah. genuinely think he has. I agree. I, I know. Agree. But I the witchy grubs. You know, that's the one thing. You know, one of the things that uh, that make have made other people sick in the past. Yeah. He was straight in there, and he said that they tasted really nice. I know. I know. And I think he, he genuinely means that. And <laughs> <laughs> since he's been in, in in the show, it's like watching him and our family gathering, it doesn't seem like he's with loads of celebrities, it's just him being himself, it's quite, yeah. it's hilarious to watch really. And um, do you think he's got what it takes to win? Do you think he um, I definitely think he, he's got what it takes, but I think I'm celebrity viewers are quite a younger audience and so someone like Toph or even like Amir Khan, they're probably favourites rightfully because I think the younger audience appeals to them better. But I think Stanley should win because I just think he's been great and he's getting along with everyone so well. And mm. and even though he had a little conflict with uh, with Ian, a, a tiny little conflict. Yeah. yeah, well, is he is he the sort of guy that doesn't like rules? Um, I'm not sure he... No, I don't think he likes being bossed around. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't know. When Ian, Ian went straight into his prime ministerial job quite with quite strict mentality. And Stanley is all for, like, helping out and... Uh, yeah. And fairness. I fairness. think that's what he couldn't understand fairness. the fairness yeah. of it, was it? Yeah. That's what he was. Are you talking about this within the within the family? You will, you know, you yeah. Wanna... yeah, fairness, he's fine. He's that's exactly what he's like within the family as well. And I just hope he's gonna perform well as Prime Minister. I think he's gonna be a really good Prime Minister. What does Uncle Boris say? Well, finally <laughs> one of our family members is in number ten. <laughs> Secondly, we have a lovely clip to end the news on today from Jamie Lomas's daughter Polly. 
She seems to be a really sweet girl, um, and she's a daughter of Jamie and Kim Marsh from their marriage, which ended a couple of years back. Now, at the weekend, Kim uh, told Paper she was back in Jamie to win, which I thought was really nice, and that she's also posted a couple of videos of Polly. So this, this first one was done um, before she'd watched a full episode which, which had Jamie doing a trialling called The Hole on Sunday night. So here's the first clip. Holly, you watching Daddy? Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. Are you going to watch him do the trial? Yeah. Do you think he's going to win? Yeah. Yay! He's like, what is it, what is it? And when the rat, when we saw the pictures, this rat ran in the air and he didn't cry. He didn't scream. Well, maybe he might scream when we see it now. Oh. Are you excited? Yeah. Yay! Go, Daddy! Vote for Daddy. And this second one is really, really cute, and it's um, Polly again, who's only six, and this is her after she saw that Jamie and Rebecca Vardy had won 11 stars and therefore 11 meals for camp. This is her verdict. By the way, I thought you would scream by the crocodile. Crocodiles are really bad. And the rat's bad. But you, you, you paced your fear, you did it. Paced your fear, did it. I'm so proud of you. See you when you get out. Bye. Love you. And I miss you. Well, I should have Matt Ford on the line, the political comedian and impressionist. Matt, are you there? I am indeed, Jeffers. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Um, I mean, it's, this is right up your street. When, when you first heard about Kezia Dugdale was going to go on going on I'm a Celebrity, what, what did you think? I was, I was slightly shocked. Um, but I sort of think fair play to her. You know, it was, um, I certainly didn't expect her to to go to I'm a Celebrity because I think some of the people that have been that have done it in the past are perhaps slightly more outrageous. And this is someone who's just come out of a, a leadership role in Scottish Labour. So I'm slightly surprised, but I'm always a fan of people taking us by surprise and, and bold moves. So I was really quite thrilled by it. We had, a, we had a good chat with her just before she went in and she insisted, you know, it's a very big show on TV, it's a great platform, she can get across those sort of labour values and that kind of thing. I mean, do, 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 do you buy that? Do you think, or do you think she's in there for a bit of fame as well? Well, I mean, are people in politics in the first place for a bit of fame, I guess, is a question we have to ask ourselves. Mm. If you're going to put yourself up for election, you've got a bit of an ego and you don't mind a bit of attention, so... I don't think she's any different to any other politician in the sense that she probably doesn't have a bit of an ego and doesn't mind people um, giving her a bit of a, a, an attention. And that, that shouldn't be seen as necessarily a bad thing, I don't think. Um, whether it's the best place to convince people of you know, the, the, the grand cause of socialism or to uh, convince Scottish people to stay in the Union, I'm not entirely convinced. I think what it is good for, perhaps, is people warming to her and through her, politicians in general. Um, so actually, I think there is there's a good job. You know, this is politics has to exist where people are, and millions of people watch these shows. You know, it's not like Question Time. There's probably not going to be a great exposition of political ideas on there, but it will just show people that not all politicians are the, the gargoyles that a lot of people think they are. And Kez is a is a is a very likable person um, with a you know a, a lovely personality, and I think people will warm to her, and as a result, think well maybe. All politicians aren't that bad. And at a time like this, that's a positive thing. I always think back to the likes of like Galloway doing um, Big Brother. Do you, do you think it's possible, yeah. which is a classic, do you, do you think it's possible to get sort of political points across on a show like On a Celebrity? Well, you do have to be careful that you're not just humiliating yourself. Mm. And that is a danger when you're being asked to put the sorts of things in your mouth and on your body that, that they do on I'm a Celebrity. 
But I think on the whole, it's a, it's a humanising experience, and that as a result, it's a positive thing. I don't think you're really going to convince people of a political idea on there, necessarily, but I think you could at least make people say, you know what, fair play, she went on there and she had a go. And for a brief period, maybe people will, will think that not all politicians are that bad. Equally, if you do a kind of... You know, if you end up having a sort of silly moment, perhaps that can then define you. So there is a risk to it. And what about um, in terms of Scottish politics itself? Do you think she'll still get the same level of respect when she goes back there? I mean, last night or Sunday night we saw her sort of drinking this cocktail of blended um, ostrich anus, I think it was, and there'll, there'll, be, there'll, be, there'll be plenty more of that to come in the next couple of weeks. I mean, can you go, can you go back and be treated the same as you were before? Well, I don't think you can. Not initially. I mean, this is the sort of thing, actually, that could help relaunch her and, and propel her in a different way. But I think the jokes just write themselves. You know, the, her opponents, inside and outside of the party, will just be gagging to make as many jokes as they can, you know, about you know leaving a nest of vipers um, to go into the jungle. You know? Um, and put herself through awful, you know, gut-wrenching experiences like a Labour Party meeting, you know. So I just think for, for her opponents, it's it's jokes on a silver platter, really. Um, but for her, certainly it'll raise her profile. She's a nice person, so you would hope that she's not going to have any sort of shocking moments in there. So I think on the whole, if, if more people know that Kessie de, who Kessie Dell is and what she's like and, and uh, that she's a you know, a decent individual, then on the whole, that's, I'd say that was a, a win for politics, really. That's great, Matt. I think, I think that's probably all I need. I know, I know you're back next year with some more of your um, UK TV sort of political comedy unspun. What, are you up to anything else yes. before Christmas? Yes, I've got two big Christmas specials at the Leicester Square Theatre um, at my political party show. Uh, the first one is almost sold out. That's with Nick Clegg. That's on the 6th of December. And we just added another date on the 7th of December with Anna Subri. As the tickets for that are available on the Leicester Square Theatre website. Perfect. All right, well, thanks very much. Cheers. Once again, I should have Jessica Bridge from Labbrooks. Are you there, Jess? I am. Hello. How are you doing, dear? Yeah, not too bad. What, what were your thoughts on the show tonight? I thought it was quite a good one. Yeah, definitely. Quite a big episode for tension, wasn't there? It was coming from all sides of the camp, from the boys, from the girls. Um, but no, um, as I've mentioned before, I'm not the biggest fan of tension. I'm a bit of a wet lettuce when it comes to that. I like them all to get on and be nice and happy, but it made for very, very good viewing. And I really I really liked Stanley and Ian. Um, I really liked even Kezia was having a go at Stanley, wasn't mm, she? And I mm. think... I think the pair of them are actually jealous a little bit, a bit green with envy, because Ian's obviously been Prime Minister, Kezia's a politician and used to being in charge and former uh, leader of the Labour Party, so I think both of them are actually a little bit jealous and they're not really, I don't think they're sort of taking too well to Stanley being in charge, but that's the game and unfortunately you've got to, you've got to play it, but they're trying to play against it, I guess, so um, I think, um, yeah, I think it was a really good episode, but... I was just watching Extra Camp just now, and Joe Swash made a very good point about Ian's sort of like half-hearted apology. And he was just like, "Don't say sorry if you don't mean it," because Ian, once he said sorry, he went back onto his hammock, and then he was just like, "That's the right thing to do, I suppose." But still, just like muttering under his breath, it was just like, "It's the right thing to do, but only if you mean it. If you don't mean it, it's completely pointless. So why even bother wasting your breath saying sorry if you don't mean it?" So I did think it was a good episode. Um, 
for, for the tension. Um, really loved uh, Becky and Shappy's trial. Although, actually, no, that's a lie. When I say I loved it, I loved Becky in the trial. I couldn't bear Shappy. She was just so slow. I mean, I'm with Becky. I was, I was like, egging her on, like, come on, Shappy, get a wiggle on, babe. But... She was just like, lexical, daisical, mm. you know, come a day, go a day. And it's just, I found that, it was compelling viewing, but I found that very frustrating. And I was very much team Becky. And if you go on social media, there's a bit of a split being like, oh, Becky's like that bossy girl in P that was like teacher's pet and who would shout at you if you dropped the netball. And, you know, I must admit that was me at school. So that's probably <laughs> why I'm resonating with Becky. But then you've got people being like, come on, Shappy, like it's a trial. If you nominate yourself, you've got to go for it, girl. But I I liked the tension. You must have liked it, Jeffers. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wondered whose side you were on in the EMV Stanley sort of counting row. And there was also this, this sort of Ian saying there was this cult around Stanley, as you say, perhaps a bit of jealousy. But I just wondered whether you thought Ian was in the right or not. Who's, whose side were you on? Yeah, cult's a bit strong. Mm. I mean, Toff was like, ooh, she took a bit of offence to that. But... Again, I think it's a bit of I think it's a bit of jealousy, and I think Ian's maybe just stirring it for the sake of it. But I can I can understand that tensions are are obviously high already. Let alone when you've not really eaten and you're doing a task, and they're obviously counting. And I did think when they were doing the counting, I was like, the girls' method is obviously much better here. The boys had too many ideas going on at the same time, trying to distract them. Because when you are trying to count, even if it is just in blocks of 10 if someone else is talking even within your own team that's frustrating and let's be honest we all know that men can't multitask because the girls <laughs> just got their heads down and was just like bish bash bosh off they went and it was obvious that they were going to win and I just thought Stanley and Ian um I, I think they were both in the wrong both in the right and therefore it was just a bit petty bickering but I I'm with uh, I'm with Joe Swash saying don't apologize though if you don't mean it that's that's a bit two-faced but then again not as two-faced as Becky was like slagging off the girls to Shappy and then coming back into camp and slagging off Shappy to the girls that wasn't too great I did do that at school in fairness I must say um but no I was sort of on the fence between um Becky and and Shappy but mostly on Becky's side other than being two-faced but with Ian I'd probably side for Stanley because you know I'm a big fan and Stan is the man as far as I'm concerned I'm starting to think Stanley could be a contender. Has there been much change in the market? Finally. Do you, yeah, do you think is he I'm not, is he worth back in? What was what, is there any changes in the um, last what, 24 hours? Yeah, his odds have uh, well they sort of they were really in weren't they at the start of the show and then they sort of come out and gone back in. They're around the 10 to 1 mark at the moment. So you could definitely still get a bit of value uh, in Stanley and I do think he's got the distance um to go all the way. I think he every episode he's a key feature and no matter what he does, he doesn't strictly get all the airtime, but he gets a good amount of airtime. And what he does get, he gets the nice little like sound bites that you can take away and either have a little giggle at, or you remember something that Stanley did in every episode. And that's key to someone's I'm a celebrity success. And that's why someone like Jenny, I still think I'm adamant she won't win this because she does nothing. And Maybe that's the editing of ITV, but if she's not doing anything in the first place, then ITV don't have anything to show. So it's not; it can't be their fault. It just must be that she's a bit boring. She's a bit too nice. She's a bit too plain Jane. And unfortunately, that doesn't actually win you a reality TV show. You need to be funny or you need to be controversial or you've got to be at an end of the spectrum, I think. And unfortunately for me, Jenny is vanilla. And Toff's still favourite, I imagine? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. She's about 8 to 13, 8 to 15 now, so still big old favourite, and it's going to take something special to uh, to knock her off her perch, but it's a marathon, not a sprint, and she's very short right now. There's no denying that, but, you know, Stanley, Jamie, uh, any of the boys, like Dennis. Dennis had a really good episode did, in, yeah, in the yeah. trial. I thought they made a... They made a great little duo, although I do think the girls could, could and should have won that trial if they'd have got that head start. But anyway, I'll, I'll let that all slide eventually. But no, overall, it's tough to lose, I think you could say at this stage, but there's still a little while to go. Good stuff, Jess. All right, I'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Cheers. That's it for today's podcast. All that's left to say is if you enjoyed this episode of I'm a Celebrity Daily, please rate and review us on iTunes. And make sure you subscribe so you get every episode sent to you directly in the mornings. You can find us on iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify, and any other of your favourite podcast apps. So like in the trials, I'm really hoping for five stars. And if you can subscribe as well, that'd be great. You can follow all the latest news from the jungle at mirror.co.uk and I'll be back for another podcast in the morning. Cheers.